Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, manhood and the necessity for young men to grow up. What I mean by that is uh, one of my favorite books in English literature is the uh, the Hobbit stories or the Lord the, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I absolutely love story of the hobbits and whatnot and uh, say this one thing about um, hobbit culture and it be and it translates to uh, to our culture here in America especially or where I'm growing up here in uh, southeast Michigan uh, the there was an idea that of uh, the tweens, which was when they were in the, when Papa was in their early twenties. That's when they acted a fool and whatnot. Uh, in our culture, we call it sowing your wild oats. Uh, you know, being young, enjoy it, type of attitude. Um, and. By the time you turn 33, they said 33 is when a man comes of age. Okay. And then, even then, they don't expect you to really grow up until you turn 50. Like, that's when they expect you to settle down when you're 50. Um, and that, I think that that's, in one sense, rather true. Uh, you're... Uh, peak performance and stuff tends to be in your late 20s, early 30s, so 33 makes sense of your coming of age. Uh, you tend to slow down quite a bit when you hit 50. And uh, your tweens tend to be kind of a chaotic, uh, tukish uh, attitude. And this is this is a gift, most certainly, uh, when you live in a relatively prosperous uh, environment like the Hobbits did and like many here in America do. Uh, it's easy to delay your uh, growing up. Right? Uh, you are rather complacent. Uh, switch that over to uh, the men in the stories of the Hobbit, uh, you have children, young little men, uh, barely teenagers, uh, going off to war, uh, being messengers, being farmers, being you know, expecting a lot. The men in the book ex- expect a lot out of their children. Uh, they expect. Uh, their children to do 
man-like things by the time they hit their teens. And I've, and you, you find this especially in, uh, if you read The Return of the King, Pippin, who's one of the hobbits, is talking with a young little man, a little boy, who is uh, part of, whose father is, I think, the captain of the guard in Gondor, something to that effect, uh, or is like a sergeant or something, one of the leaders. And uh, there Pippin is in his armor, uh, and there's this little boy in his armor, and they are, uh, you know, they're head, you know, same height. Uh, in fact, the little boy doesn't even know that Pippin isn't, I think, like in his 30s. And the little boy is like a preteen or is a teenager. And so he, they're, they're blown away by each other type of thing. Uh, the thing that Pippin's blown away by is that you know, his maturity at, in his 30s is similar to the maturity of this little boy in his teens. The reason by this is the teen grew up in a war zone. He grew up in a area where you either grow up or you perish. While Pippin, you know, you were allotted, you were allotted uh, time to grow up. You were allotted a lot of time to grow up. Uh, you grew, you, you were permitted to, um, till age 50, to kind of do your own thing. And he, especially a man like Atuk, who was an uh, upper class citizen. He was especially allowed to act a fool. Uh, and, and so, uh, here, here are these two people. A little boy who is in many ways more mature in attitude at, at the very least than uh, Pippin, who is in his 30s. Now, and the question becomes, uh, when it, it, who, which culture is right? Is the Hobbit culture of uh, prosperity and peace and you know, uh, growing up slowly? Is that the culture? Is that the supreme culture, or is it the uh, hit the ground running? Uh, you don't even know if you're going to live tomorrow. Uh, or, you know, you're getting attacked. You're getting... Your your existence is to defend the world. Your life is warfare. Uh, and you're not expected to live to 30. So here's, here's this hobbit who is in his 30s. Uh, who, who is having his first r- real encounter of death and warfare in his 30s. And then here's this little boy who's... His whole life has been death and warfare. Uh, what, what, do you, uh, what do you do with this? What, 
how do you account for uh, these two personalities, these two characters? Uh, and where does it where does it fit in uh, your uh, in your place of existence? What what character are you in, in the story of life? Uh, notice that they're on two. If you ever look at a map like uh, Tolkien's map for Middle Earth, they're on two different sides of the the world, uh, and so uh, th- th- we should take an account. Uh, the different time or rates of development of different people uh, societally uh, it it doesn't make any sense to a man uh, even a man child the slow progression the slow maturity of a hobbit and it makes no sense to a hobbit the rapid maturity of a man uh, and so you you look at you look at these two characters. You look at these two uh, these two men, uh, this little boy and this uh, man, Hobbit. And so we ask ourselves in in our culture, whether whether you're in uh, here in Michigan, uh, in the United States, Canada, England, Africa, Asia on and on and on, South America. Uh, Does, in in your culture, do you live in a culture of slow development, uh, slow and steady wins the race, uh, prosperity? Uh, And and if if so, then, you know, praise God. Like, if, if you are a, if you live in a nation of peace and prosperity that allows for uh, you to, uh, your children, and for you to kind of take your time with life and just uh, smoke a pipe, grow a garden, um, relax, enjoy, uh, shoot the breeze, have a beer, and praise God. Uh, But it it needs to be in that context, right? Uh, You... You can't be in this, uh, at the walls of Gondor, you can't be in a war zone and expect to live a hobbit's life. Uh, You can't be uh, low income expecting to live high income. Uh, It just doesn't work that way. Uh, You can't be living in a land of death and expect uh, to have a, you know, a fruitful life in one sense. Uh, and you should fight for that or move. Uh, and that is an option right there. Uh, there, if you live in the city and your longest desire is for open pastures farmland, uh, a garden, grow your own tobacco and smoke it, grow your own pot and smoke it, uh, beer, things of that nature, you might consider the country. And similar...
similarly, if your desire is for uh, the city life and whatnot in a fast-paced life, then do so. But I would encourage, uh, if you are a city, if you're a part of the city in a fast pace and you want a slow life, uh, I want you to remember when you get to the country, when you go to a land that is, uh, let's say you move to a, you, you become high, you, you grew up low class living, uh, you made a bunch of money, whether business or whatnot, and so you uh, you get a house in you know the high the high hills. Uh, you are going to notice that you are going to be a little out of place. You're going to be like a hobbit in Gondor, or you're going to be like a man in the Shire. Uh, you're going to be a little out of place. You're going to move faster. You're going to move slower. Uh, it's going to be a culture shock. Uh, me, I live here in southeast Michigan. It is, and I make more than uh, a Cuban. Uh a middle-class person in Cuba is anybody who makes more than $10 a day. Uh, a middle-class person here in America is anybody who makes more than 50000 in a year. Which, if you want to do the math, is more than $10 a day. So, in fact, $10 a day means that, you know, if you're, you know, that's at to max, uh, about four thousand dollars a year, just under four thousand dollars a year, uh, three thousand six hundred and fifty, three hundred six hundred, three thousand six hundred and sixty on leap years. And so, for a middle class in Cuba, uh, middle class here, you're making, you're seeking to make three thousand in a month. So, uh, you know, you, you consider that, right? You, you, you keep that mindset, uh, remembering, uh, where you live. So, uh, this is mostly, uh, that this is mostly introduction, uh, to let you know that, you know, this is a American, uh, podcast episode and I'm talking to Americans who in and but it can translate to like I'm in Michigan, which has a lo- lot lower cost of living than New York. So you have to translate the numbers, and then similarly, you translate up the numbers for New York, translate way down the numbers for a place like Cuba. Uh, so I am married with three children. I own my own house. And I make about thirty thousand a year. Uh, well, last year I made about thirty thousand. I'll probably make just over thirty thousand this year. The the question you need to ask yourself, as a young man especially, I am twenty six, going on twenty seven. I decided when I was twenty one to marry, to get married. 
I want to encourage every one of you men who is 20 or younger to start getting ready for marriage now. When I got married, I had, <laughs> I think it was like a month before I got married, I finally got a solid part-time job. I want to encourage you to have established a full-time job before you get married at 21. So, what does that mean? Well, that means you need to work your butt off to have a resume that is attractive enough to uh, win a full-time job, which means working multiple part-time jobs. I work three jobs right now. I work a full-time job and I work two part-time jobs. Why? Well, because I'm married with three kids. You do the math. So, I want to encourage you to do the same. Why? Well, because you're young and you can handle it. But And you may say, but I'm young and I want to live and I want to have fun. No, you don't. You're stupid. Get married. Have babies. Get a job. Get multiple jobs. You can do it. I believe in you. All right. God bless you guys. Take care.